coming into the studio this morning, uh, Karen Wright, the uh, unbelievably great, talented, congenial person over here at KMSU, called me Chief. I think she did. She <laughs> called me Chief Connor. I mean, is she wrong? Well, well I don't know about <laughs> that. My, my name is Paul Allen, and I'm with Connor Wachtel and, Wachtel and uh, Jordan O'Grady. Uh, Maverick Magazine on the air uh, this morning. Longest running uh, small college uh, sports uh, talk show on public radio in southern Minnesota. Connor. The best to ever do it. Yeah, 31st, 31st uh, year. <laughs> A lot of people don't know that. Um, we should probably uh, really get into it. Um, <clears throat> given the amount of things that have that are, are going on at MSU athletics, we don't want to miss anything. And what would like to talk a little bit about Major League Baseball being back on track. A lot of people excited about MLB and the announcement yesterday um, with uh, uh, the players' association and uh, the owners uh, coming to an agreement. Apparently, so now they can start spring training and um, they push back uh, the start date, uh, Connor. But they are going to uh, try to fit in a 162 game schedule. That's what I heard, and um, uh, I was a little bit greedy. I, I kind of complained to my buddies yesterday. I'm like, ah, oh, if they can't get it in on time, because they said they were going to get it in on time, but they probably got the deal done about 24 hours before. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, okay, yeah, what's the difference between 24 hours and seven days or whatever later that it yep. is than it normally would have been? But um, they told me, oh, yeah, I just need to shut up and yeah. accept it and accept be it, happy yeah. that we got something. Yeah, and yeah, and, and that's, uh, I think, a response. I think a lot of, uh, people who follow the game, uh, from a fan's perspective, I think that's a response. Like we just want to, we just want to see baseball. Oh, yes. You know, yes. um, there was some skepticism that there was going to be a season. So I think a lot of people were surprised that they did reach an agreement. Um, I guess after only, you know, missing a week or two of the start of spring training. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's kind of a cool thing. I can't wait. Yeah. Excited. Excited. Um, I just wonder who's going to pitch for the. Twins. I don't know that they have. They've got like two starters signed, don't they? A uh, couple of starters. I think they only signed Bundy, from what I remember. Hmm. Dylan Bundy. I mean, that was years ago. It seems like. So <laughs> I can't even remember. Well, I guess they need I guess. to make a couple more moves. If I remember right, they got kind of snubbed with the whole lockout thing because yep. they didn't make the move when people wanted them to make the move. Yeah, and, and they got Byron Buxton in under the wire yeah. there when uh, before the players got locked out. So, um. Well, let's talk about uh, some other stuff. Uh, this is Maverick Magazine, and <laughs> we should be talking about the Mavericks, I think, a little I bit here. Up. Let's start off with um, a couple of things. Men's golf, women's golf started their spring season here at the beginning of the week. Uh, men's golf finished six at the Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University Invitational down in Prescott, Arizona. Uh, Joe Bigger and, and Ben Laffin tied for 16th. Bigger ended up being uh, Player of the Week. You might wonder, how, how does Joe Bigger end up being Player of the Week? When he tied with a teammate, Ben Laffin, uh, for 16th. Well, how could that happen? Yeah. How could that happen? Well, <laughs> uh, that's a good question. So in, they, they did end up, uh, both those uh, student athletes for us had the uh, same score at that, at that invitational down in Arizona, but uh, Joe Bigger had a, a career low 69 in the second round. So that was the tiebreaker for the nomination for us. Makes so congratulations sense. to Joe. And Ben Laffin, I think, was three-time NSIC Golfer of the Week earlier in the year. So excited for the start of the golf season. Um, next action is March 28th, 29th, down in Blue Springs, Missouri, for um, the Maverick men's golf team. And that tournament 
uh, and Blue Springs is also, that's the NSIC preview, and um, there's a little hint there that t- tells you why there. It's called NSIC pre- previews because that's where the NSIC tournament will be here at the end of the semester. So um, excited for them. Women's golf team finished eighth uh, at the Southwest Minnesota State Spring Invitational. You know where that was held, Connor, by any chance? I'll give, I'll give you two guesses. Marshall. It was not held in Marshall. <laughs> what? I know. It was down in Litchfield Park, Arizona. So uh, uh, a, a decent result down there. Next action for the Mavericks will be the Missouri Western Invitational, uh, March 28th, 29th. I should have known it was a trick question. It was kind I of a trick right question. I know. I that's why right I asked you. I, that's a good job. That's why I asked you. That's, you know, given the, the title of the tournament where it actually says in the title SMSU Invitational, <laughs> you'd assume it would be in Minnesota, <laughs> wouldn't it? I even did the abbreviation. I know. <laughs> I know. Actually, I, th- I think him. I think I said Southwest Minnesota. I actually spelled it out for you yeah. the first time around. So I was. I sort of you working you, on. I led you down that path. Yeah. I, apolo- I apologize. <laughs> um, let's continue on with um, like women's tennis. Women's tennis, eleven seven on the season. Um, Face some real tough competition down in Missouri here the last uh, couple of days during this week. Um, but have had a, a really good uh, start to their year at Gustavus, March 26th. That's a, a duel versus uh, Gustavus and Southwest Minnesota State. More of a triangular, I think, uh, is how <laughs> I would characterize it because we're going to have two matches over in St. Peter. The next action for our women's tennis team. Um, before we get to NCAA postseason, let's talk about uh, regular season for some of our uh, spring sports here. Softball uh, picks up a couple wins yesterday to conclude their uh, action uh, down in, in Florida. We won our last seven, yep. Jordan, and uh, we conclude. We're 13-4 and four now, so a pretty yep. good end to um, we'll start it out as uh, I think we were uh, uh, sure. we, yeah. uh, at the beginning there, but I, I think we a pretty solid finish for the Mavericks down in uh, Florida in softball. Yeah, I mean, 20th ranked Mavericks uh, came in the final day yesterday of the spring games, uh, 5-1 and then 9-1 over Concord. And, you know, from what seeing, just seeing the stats, but also seeing some of the games um, during the week, the pitching has really come along. Mackenzie Ward got named pitcher of the week last week. And the defense, I mean, we gave up three runs yesterday and scored 23 so it's pretty good ratio the clip at and yeah just lining them up putting them down and it's they're coming in their own all the all the talk about the mckenzie ward and the pitching staff that i heard in the beginning is all kind of settling in and taking care of business so yeah two nine one victories and picked up the game against stonehill late as their two games got canceled the day before and yeah, they're really cruising. Bats are crushing it, getting people on base, stealing bases, and really, really doing well. Yeah, right and uh, you mentioned you talked about the pitching there, and yeah. you know, obviously a, a, a proven commodity in Mackenzie Ward, and um, um, needed to get some work in there for someone mm-hmm. else than Mackenzie. I think we accomplished that down in Florida. Yeah, right? absolutely. Even Casey Nickerson yesterday got a got a ending of relief, and then started the second game. Second game against Concord or the third one against Stonehill but yeah really getting deep in into yep. the bullpen and get seeing what they got for depth I not like you said we know what we got in Ward and Armbruster's right there and Bracken has done really well as well so they got some depth I think it's yep. gonna prove well for them going deep into the conference and hopefully postseason play um uh, six games at the St. Joseph Missouri tournament next up 
uh, yep. in St. Joe's, Missouri. That's hosted by Missouri Western, I think, right? Yes. Missouri Southern, maybe? Missouri Southern. Missouri Southern, That's yeah. who we open up with yeah. next next Friday. Yeah. Or, yeah, next Friday, March 18th of the Fairfield Classic, yeah. Six games in three days down yep. there. Um, be remiss if we didn't talk about the uh, milestone reached by uh, head yeah. coach Lori Meyer. Uh, um Started her career in 1985, and it seems like every couple of years we click off another milestone. <laughs> yeah. But this was a big one yesterday. Sure, yeah. Um, I wonder if they picked up that third game against Stonehill to see if they could get it in Florida. <laughs> but I never uh, even thought about that. No, <laughs> they I'm, really yeah. pushed for it, and they took care of business real quick. I know me and Connor were in office, and wasn't on the schedule originally, right? No, yeah. no, they yeah, that's right. Could because of getting canceled, and maybe Stonehill had one or two canceled too. We were sitting there, and then I looked. I'm like, holy crap! They're in the third inning already, yeah. and they were ripping right through. But it was the quickest game I've ever seen. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> couldn't believe it. I was like, <laughs> I was just rolling around because like <laughs> I had had issues with rain for the last yep. four days, and a lot of my baseball games took near six seven hours from when they should have started to when they ended and you know he's sitting there what was it two hours not even i was like yeah jordan (laughs) (laughs) nice but yeah it was a big day for coach myers and the maverick uh 1300 win nothing to bat an eye out uh second coach all time correct division two for softball yep yep so yeah congratulations to her i mean that's that's quite unbelievable to think about how many games they have in a season and You've yeah. won 1,300 games. That's, that's, wow. that's a lot of games. You all time yeah. winningest coach at MSU, regardless of sport. Yeah. And obviously, um, uh, ranks amongst uh, the legends here at MSU with uh, all the coaches we've had here, in, including CP Blakesley, um, Rummy Macius, um, uh, Mark Shook, Chuck Peterson. Bud Myers, uh, Don Bros, Dean Boyer, Dan McCarroll. I mean, you go down the list, and um, Lori's got more wins than anybody. And I uh, started here in 1985, and still going strong here in 2022. And uh, 1,300 wins yesterday for Lori. Uh, the NCAA record for Division II softball is 1,340. She'll get that next year, I would think. And um, uh, it's not that uh, we'll have to go through and look at the numbers, but I don't think it's possible mathematically for her to get right. it this year, uh, but next year for sure. So uh, excited about and happy for Lori and uh, her program and just uh, one of the legends, not only at MSU, obviously, but uh, in the nation and in, in what she's accomplished here in her career. So congratulations to Lori um, and the softball program and, and looking forward to them getting home and, and beginning their schedule here in the upper Midwest. I guess they've already started their schedule here up in the Midwest, but uh, outdoors, <laughs> outdoors, out, outdoors yeah. we haven't played any outdoor <laughs> games yet. So uh, speaking of uh, playing outdoors, uh, the MSU baseball team 7-2 and two won our last five uh, down in Florida as well, uh, Connor, and uh, um, a nice way to uh, finish up uh, down there for us, and we're scheduled to play some games here uh, next weekend. But let's talk a little bit about what happened down in Florida and, and what we came away with after getting in nine games down there in Claremont. Yeah, so the Mavericks um, opened the tournament on March 3rd, last Thursday, and they've been playing, they're supposed to play 10 games in eight days um, and finished with a 7-2 record. Uh, they made it through one inning against Concordia St. Paul. 
uh, last Monday, and that was canceled, or not canceled, postponed. Um, we'll see. We'll probably end up posting that up here, I would imagine, since we're the home team. Um, they want to finish that game later. The Mavericks are up 3 nothing in the bottom of the first inning. But the Mavericks uh, finished 7-2 and at the Russ Matt Invitational um, and are currently riding a five-game win streak, uh, especially after a big, big win yesterday against Seton Hill, who I heard was in the College World Series last season. Um, and that was a 5-4 win over the Griffins. Um, arguably their biggest uh, win of um, their trip down to Florida. Um, other wins uh, featured uh, victories against a couple sub-500 teams that I think we expected to win those. Um, but the Griffins uh, were one of the only over-500 teams we played against, and um, pretty dominant victory there. Uh and Mavericks are swinging the bats really, really well right now. Um, I think I just looked. It was uh, 340 to 360 team average right now in batting. And, I mean, they've got at least six guys that are comfortably over 350 right now hitting through nine games this season. So um, pitching's been really good. Brendan Knoll had a, another massive outing last night. Dent came in, got a save, kind of redeemed himself after I think his first outing wasn't really quite where he expected. He struggled a little bit earlier in the season, um, but he made a second appearance last night and went four innings and got a save. So It is interesting you talk about uh, the Maverick offense, and when you think about Minnesota State baseball, um, you, you, you know, you're talking about one of the top Division II uh, programs in the country. I think you normally think about pitching, yeah. but you talked about the offense and, and off to a, a good start down in, um, in Florida and uh, uh, pitching typically takes a little bit longer to get uh, rolling. So excited about uh, baseball, uh, getting home. We're supposed to play Minot State here uh, next weekend, I think, and, and um, I just checked in with our operations guys about the possibility of us being able to do that, and um, the answer is I guess we'll see. And that's <laughs> typical of how things go up here um, in the upper Midwest. Um, we do have an option uh, in town with... Uh, uh, SG Field. And I, I don't know, in the past uh, when we've had weather issues, we have played in the last couple of years over at um, uh, ISG, aka the Frank. So well, we'll the see. One, yeah, the one nice thing I would really say about ISG Field and the benefit of also, other than it's, uh, you know, a turf surface, is that those black pellets in there, it's loaded with them. So when the sun comes down and hits the field, hmm. warms really, up the field I, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, like working out there at the Moondogs and stuff, it's always about. 10 to 15 degrees hotter on that field than it is anywhere else in the ballpark. So you get a day that's 100 degrees, yep. you can only be out on that field for five minutes and you're about to keel over. Did you ever walk around there on your bare feet? Hmm. Uh, not during the summer. Not, I so, much, not so much, eh? <laughs> it's a dangerous game. <laughs> yeah, uh, fortunate to have um, that option here available for us. Um, of course, we used to play... Uh, our game back in the 80s and 90s, that was our home field. Uh, a little different situation now with uh, the setup with the amenities that they have there at, at, uh, at ISG. So um, not saying, just saying. <laughs> um, we do have, I think, a 10-game homestand scheduled beginning uh, next week, and it takes us to the end of March. Yeah, I was just going to mention that. So that's uh, <laughs> lots of home baseball to be played there. It's kind of an interesting schedule where we have those 10 games, and then it seems like we take... I think it's all of April besides one series in the 20th against Concordia. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that with the rain out we had in Florida. It, it, it is it is purposeful. If you look at the NSIC and how the league is set up, um, we're one of the southernmost teams. So it, it, I, I think what they try to do is, is 
Well, it is uh, the <laughs> upper yeah. Midwest, and it's still <laughs> March. Uh, if we are going to give our best chance to get some games in, let's let's put it in a place that we might be able to do it. And we have. There's been times when it's been. Um, uh, no big deal where we're ready to go. And there's been times when, um, of course, the history that we have here with, uh, you know, Dean Boyer and his, and his team out there with snowblowers uh, <laughs> after getting back from Texas and try, uh, trying to get, uh, boys, we're spending the next uh, week uh, trying to clear off the oh, field man. of all that snow. So um, um, as uh, Tim Marshall said, we'll see. So, um, Okay, let's talk a little bit about postseason and what's going on right now. Of course, the men's hockey team home this weekend, Saturday against Northern Michigan uh, in the semifinals of the Central Collegiate Hockey Association semifinals. Uh, One game. It'll be interesting to see what happens. The Mavericks, um, uh, given the sample size, you know, ranked number one in the country the last uh, seven weeks in a row. We haven't lost since January 14th. Yep. You know who we lost to? Given what I just said, 14, oh, Northern Michigan. Northern Michigan, yeah, we're we're three and one against Northern Michigan. Um, Northern Michigan does have a couple wins against us, a couple of big wins actually, if you think about it, uh, dating back to the last year in the semifinals of the WCHA tournament right here in Mankato. And Northern Michigan uh, comes into town and knocks us off in the semifinals of the old WCHA tournament, and um, um, does have a a win against us. They have uh, th- this year. Um, so there's some uh, swagger. They play uh, with a lot of confidence. They do. They're a 20 win team, um, and our guys are not going to overlook them. I, our guys know the history that we have with Northern Michigan, and uh, there's still, I think, a, uh, a bitter taste in their mouths about what happened last year. You know, it, it was a, a um, you know, looking back on it, uh, a, a bit of a wake up call for our guys heading into the. Of course, um, the NCA tournament was on the. Uh, on the docket for us following the WCHA tournament last year and, and um, uh, provided a springboard for us, I think, in a lot of respects to what happened at the regional down in Colorado and Loveland where we uh, picked a couple wins and won our first regional championship, uh, leading to our first appearance in the NCAA Division One Men's Hockey Frozen Four. So, uh, yeah, uh, well-coached team. Uh, Grant Patoni, the former gopher, has been there and done a great job with the program. So excited about... Uh, uh, hosting the Wildcats uh, tomorrow night at the Mayo Clinic Health System Event Center. The clinic. Yes. The clinic, yep. <laughs> it's really grown on you, Connor. You were apprehensive to begin with the uh, clinic. Now I've seen some people doing like their own version of it, though. <laughs> okay, like what? Um, shoot, I feel like I saw Freddie was calling it something the last some, two weeks. Something similar? Yeah. But not exactly that? <laughs> yeah, I can't, can't. We'll have to check. We'll have to check that out. Um how about uh, Wyatt Amit being named uh, finalist for the uh, Derek Hines Award? That's uh, like a un- national unsung hero award, and, and Wyatt's a senior defenseman for us, a captain um, from Hermantown. Uh, it had a, a really nice career for us, and uh, he's a great candidate for that uh, national award, which is ran by the Hockey Coaches Association, presented during uh, uh, the Frozen Four festivities, um, which are going to be held in Boston this year. Um, He's one of six finalists. Uh, he's the uh, CCHA representative, so a, a prestigious award for uh, Derek Hines, uh, for uh, Wyatt Amit for the Derek Hines Award. A um, couple other notes regarding uh, men's hockey. Dryden McKay with 33 wins on the season, uh, tied for third all-time on the NCAA single-season list. A 33 wins. Uh, the NCAA record is 34. Um, 
so I'm not trying to jinx anything, but <laughs> he's getting close. Um, already holds uh, NCAA record for career shutouts, and um, by the time it's all said and done here, in addition to NCAA awards, he'll, he'll uh, records he'll hold most of our single season and career records, um, whenever that is, whenever he's done. Uh, Sam Morton had a five-point weekend against St. Thomas in the first round of the, of the CCHA tournament and uh, named uh, CCHA Forward of the Week. So congratulations to Sam. And best luck to the, luck to the Mavericks tomorrow night in that uh, semifinal game against Northern Michigan. Um, MSU Wrestling begins action at the NCAA Division II Championships today. That's a two-day event in... St. Louis, Missouri. Trevor Turf, uh, ranked number four, going into the tournament, uh, eighteen and three on the year. Uh, wrestles at one seventy four, and uh, he'll he should be favorite. Anyway, he's ranked number four. I think he's underrated at number four in the country. He, he wrestled for a national championship last year, and and uh, um, I think most people think he'll be right there uh, again this year. And Darrell Mason. Um, that have weight for us, undefeated on the year, 18 and 0, ranked second in the country. He'll have a chance to win a national championship too. So excited for those two guys uh, representing the Mavericks down in St. Louis. And by the way, be remiss again if we didn't mention <laughs> the fact that uh, our alumni director Brian Zins is down in St. Louis. He handles uh, public address duties, has for the last several years um, at the NCAA Division II championships. So I did not know that. Yeah, really cool. Um, Excited for Brian, and uh, he sent me a couple of images from the setup here uh, last night. Um, former MSU wrestler, of course, and, uh, former uh, guy from our office and uh, in the athletic department, and uh, full uh, Minnesota native, uh, once a Maverick, always a Maverick. So excited for Brian. He always does a great job with that stuff down there. Uh, track and field, uh, also at Nationals this weekend in uh, Pittsburgh, Kansas. Uh, Division two national championships, seven uh, men and twelve on the women's side. Yep, excited for them. Of course, the women uh, have a chance to win a national championship. We think. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, number one ranked women's team in the nation, the latest index poll heading into this week. Uh, I believe we get started uh, with a final, or they start at two o'clock. Will be the first event that we compete in. I forget exactly which one it is, um, but yeah, twelve women, seven men athletes in it. Uh, men. Men ranked 12th in the nation, too, ahead of this. So big day, a lot of prelims today. Um, just got to be in the top eight and be yep. able to compete the next day. Got a few finals in a weight throw, I believe, long jump. And I feel like I'm missing one, but I believe we have three finals today for... Men's high jump, maybe? Yeah, I think the men's high jump. Uh, so, yeah, well, definitely... A lot of experience there, too. Yes. I think our women finished second last year. Correct. And... Uh, um, Kitty Taylor, def uh, yep. defending national champ in uh, weight throw? Yes, weight uh, throw. In national, so. We have two others in throw, Kaylee Jensen, weight throw, and uh, Bria Perrin, who was, had the NSIC yeah. spotlight uh, a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, we got a excited <laughs> chance to win it with the numbers we send down there, certainly. Don't we every year, though? Or don't we every year? It's been, we've been coming on. Yeah. We've been coming on. <laughs> yeah, we've been really... Uh, uh, and of course, the key, the key winning national championship is uh, not necessarily having bodies there, but scoring points mm -hmm. in all the events you're there. And, and when you have twelve women uh, who are all highly ranked, and right. not only highly ranked, but chance to win national championships, probably come down to us and Grand Valley State. Yeah. I think um, on the women's side. <clears throat> um, 
Women's basketball begins play tonight at 5 o'clock at the Division Two Regional hosted by Fort Hayes State in Hayes, yeah. Kansas. And, of course, we yeah. host we, we play against the host school in uh, Fort Hayes State. Yeah, probably the, if you had any pick, probably not the one team given their Self-draw. home court advantage and Mike everything. Fourth, yeah. But, um, you know, it's the way the, the way the cards fell, and just got to go play hard. This is, uh, you know, looking at stats, I know that can paint a different picture than what is actually on the court, but they're not far superior by any means from what we do. And, yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough battle, I think. I don't think it's going to be a one-sided affair either way, but I think we're going to be right in it with the way we play defense and how tough knows and high energy that – that alone can keep you in a lot of basketball games, and if you can get some easy driving points down the lane like we tried to do, it, we could we could make some noise here. Yeah. Um, I mean, you get to this point in the season, everyone's a good team, yep. and uh, one of the things that we have going for us, is, to me, it's unlikely Fort Hayes has faced a team like us. Right. Um, 20, what are we, 21 and 6? Correct. 21 and 6 on the year, uh, going up against the... MIAA champ. I I just know how our women's basketball team, um, led by Emily Emily Tisa, goes about his business, and we're not going to be intimidated. Right. But he stretched the imagination, and uh, I think uh, we come in as the eighth seed, so it's one versus eight in that regional. And and again, of course, I not that I overvalue our teams, but I always think that oh, God, I think we're underrated there. Yeah. I just I just think I I remember in o two o three, our men's hockey team. Uh, made the NCAA tournament for the first time, and we had to go out to uh, Providence to play in a uh, Eastern Regional. And uh, on the selection show, um, when they announced the the bracket, uh, Mike Schaefer, who was the Cornell coach, um, uh, was uh, uh, interviewed, and he wasn't happy that they drew us. We were the 16th seed, but he had seen video on us. We had a couple guys named Shane Joseph and Grant Stevens who were all Americans, and we played in the WCHA, which at that time was Wisconsin and uh, Minnesota, North Dakota, Denver. Um, and we finished second in the regular season, had a 17-game unbeaten streak at one point, and we were seeded 16th. <laughs> and you should have seen the sour look on Mike oh, Schaefer's face <laughs> when uh, they announced that uh, they drew us. Wow. He wasn't happy. And uh, they ended up beating us, but um, we gave them a pretty good go. I'm sure the Fort Hayes state coach yeah. um, saw that they drew us and goes, man, they're a handful. Yeah. They're a handful. And uh, so they better become ready to play. Uh, an entire 40 minutes because um, that's how we play. So we'll see how it goes. Um, kind of an interesting setup. On, um, I'm sure people know how NCAA travel works, but uh, we flew charter, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's a yeah, but. Yeah, but. Uh, also, <laughs> on that, also on that plane were uh, two teams from the yes. NSIC <laughs> with uh, Minnesota Duluth and St. Cloud State also on the same plane <laughs> yeah. as us down there. So uh, um, I don't, I, it, it was a charter, so I think our, our our team was able to sit uh, all together, but it wasn't exactly festival seating. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> well, it is festival seating, but I think we chose to sit together. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we were holding hands yeah, with our no, opponents on the, way, on the way down there. But there is three teams down there at yeah. the uh, regional that were um, from the NSIC. So excited to see what happens with yeah. uh, basketball. Five o'clock uh, broadcast on uh, locally on the radio on uh, the fan. And, and there's also streaming options available if you go to msumavericks.com and click on the women's basketball schedule. As there, there is with all of our 
uh, sports. So uh, excited uh, for what's going on today. Um, women's swimming's in their third day of action at the uh, NCAA tournament uh, in North Carolina. Our 200 meter uh, medley relay team finished eighth, and um, four kids, five kids on that relay team um, named all Americans. So that goes for uh, another today's, including today, today, and tomorrow. So excited for um, our swim teams to uh, gain some more points at um, the NCAA meet. So we've talked about uh, men's and women's golf. Check. We've, <laughs> talked, we've talked about tennis. Check. We've talked about softball. That would be a big check, Mark. Check. <laughs> yeah, we talked about baseball. Check. check. We talked about swimming and diving. Check. Talked about men's hockey. Boom. Check. <laughs> talked about baseball and softball. I talked about the race. Talked about track and field. Check. Um, <laughs> talked about wrestling. Check. Uh, talked about women's basketball. Check. check. So what are, we, what are we missing? Am I missing anything? I don't know. I'm just thinking about... Spring break. How crazy it could be that, yeah, it's spring break and... Seems pretty quiet around here. It's kind of a yeah. ghost town on campus, but like Maverick Athletics is just still buzzing no. yeah. everywhere. Well, if you just look around. Not everybody has teams that qualify for the swimming and diving championship. Not everybody has teams yeah. who qualify for track and field national championships. Not everybody has teams that qualify for the wrestling national championships. Um, not everybody has a men's hockey team that's still playing. Um, that is the one home event we do have going on uh, tomorrow night down at the Mayo Clinic Health System Event Center, the clinic. Yes, sir. Um, so, uh, excited for a lot of stuff and rightfully so. Um, hopefully if the, uh, men's hockey team wins, uh, tomorrow night, we would host the CCHA championship game, um, a week from tomorrow. Um, that would be a 607 start down at the Mayo Clinic Health and Event Center. So <sighs> yeah, still going. And then, uh, school's back up and running, uh, next week. So you'll get your, your peeps back. Next week, on <laughs> your buddies, yeah, your friends. So, thanks, thanks for um, joining me today, gentlemen. You're welcome. Appreciate it. A pleasure thanks for having us. Yeah. Okay. Another edition of Maverick Magazine in the books. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll be back on the air next uh, Friday, at 10 a.m. here on KMSU. It's great to be a Maverick. MSUMavericks.com. Hands up.